thank you very, very much, Pastor Jared. Thank you also. Please be seated. And thanks to the team. And um, you, I cannot go past that without saying that Margaret and I know in the deepest part of our hearts that without you and without an incredible church and an incredible team, and that's, that's everybody that's involved in uh, whatever capacity they might be, it would not be possible to continue to lead and to be able to have the opportunity to continue to do so. So huge thank you to every single one. And uh, of course, I love that music, I loved our worship this morning. Did you? Yeah. Love that worship this morning. I love this thinking that mercy paid the price for me and then mercy called me and then mercy rewrote my life. Yeah. What do you reckon? Mercy paid the price, then mercy called me. And then mercy rewrote my life. Couldn't be standing here before you if his mercy had not called me and touched my life in a way that was irreversibly changed, thankfully for good, and rewrote my life. I hope that's your testimony this morning. And if you're, standing, you're here this morning or you're online, or hello to everyone, and by the way, over at our... Is chapel service on? Well, if they're not, I'm saying hello to nobody. But um, anyway, if you are there, it's good to... Good to see you. Um, but uh, I do hope and pray that if it's not your testimony, that you know the mercy that called you and saved you and that, that the love of God has touched your life, that you would not leave this building today without talking to someone who you think might be able to help you know what I'm talking about. So very important that you don't let an opportunity miss, pass you by and uh, make sure you ask somebody, what, what was he talking about, mercy? called him and then mercy rewrote his life. Ask somebody. Ask me. I'd love you. I'd love that. You'll need about an hour, but <laughs> come and talk to me. But anyway, he's good, right? He can only be good. Isn't that a, that's a, I love that. He's good. He can only be good. He can't be anything else but good. And you might be here today and thinking, Brendan, oh, the goodness, I'm about good in my life right now. Well, all I know is this. This is, this is all I know. He's good. And if it's not all good in your life right now, then I honestly believe with all my heart that he will work it all out together for the good of you. Did you hear me? If it's not all good right now, he is good and he will continue to work everything else for your good that you may be uh, he, it says, for those who love him and call according to his purposes, that we would be conformed more into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's going to work it out. He's going to work it out for good. Just hold on because he's good, right? Yeah. He is so, so good. Well, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious this morning about this. You, you, we're talking about vision. You want to look at your future? You want to see your future? You have a look around at the sort of friends that you've got. I don't know who said that, but I've got to tell you, I 100% agree with them. When I look at my life and I think about where I am today, I'm absolutely convinced it's because of uh, how I connected and who I connected with. And of course, for me, as you've already heard, connecting with the Lord Jesus Christ was just the, just the pinnacle of everything that changed my future and who I was. I reckon that Jesus would agree. Sorry, I reckon Jesus' disciples would also agree and say exactly the same thing because when they connected with Jesus, just like you and just like me, when they connected with Jesus, their whole life changed for the best. Yeah. 
Show me your friends and I'll show your future. You want to think about what's ahead. Have a look around you. And think about this. Who are you connecting with and to? The thing is this. You have to be intentional about it. You can't just go around, oh, well, I'll just connect with any old person and I'll, you know, sort of, it'll just, I'll just be casual about this. It'll just organically happen. I, I'll, I just sort of meander through life and things just float in and out of my life. And that's not what the disciples found. In fact, they had to be really intentional about remaining connected to him because they could have so easily, easily missed it. They, they could have so easily missed it. They had connected with him, but then they had to be intentional about connecting to him. Are you with me this morning? They had connected with him, but then they had to be really intentional about connecting to him. In John chapter 6, Jesus is explaining to his followers, and by this time, uh, his followers. In some of the scriptures, the word disciple is used to mean followers. Uh, Usually, we understand the word disciple to mean a learner or someone that's leaning into Jesus. But but in the scriptures, you'll you'll see where it talks about disciples. But uh, Jesus was explaining to his followers that he was the bread of life. And they just could not get it. I mean, this guy is telling you that, you know, eat of me. (laughs) I don't know if you were hanging around him at the time, if you thought that would be an easy thing to get your head around. But of course, they're just like, what's he talking about? He's the bread of life. You know, those who eat of me, come to me, eat of me. Anyway, uh, listen to what John says in John chapter 6, verses 66 to 69. At this point, after he had been telling them this, at this point, many of his disciples or followers turned away and, and, oh, <laughs> disconnected. They disconnected from him. You see, they were connecting with him, and then when he tried to teach them, they didn't get it, and so they said, no, nah, this guy's he's not, I, we can't handle this. And so then they disconnected from him. And uh, look what he goes on to do, what happens then. Jesus turns to the twelve. Well, now the 12, we remember now as the apostles, but back then they weren't the apostles. Um, and so the scriptures talk about them as the 12 or the 12 disciples and said, Are you also going to leave? And Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. You see, you've got to read, understand how to read that. Um, Commentators all believe that the way that Jesus was asking the questions, they had already were talking amongst themselves that they might go as well. The way Jesus was asking the questions that the 12 were sort of looking at what everybody else was doing and thinking, what do you reckon, guys? You think it's worth our while hanging around here? And... uh, and there was a point in time when the 12, the apostles, they had connected with Jesus, but now at this moment, they had a, a pivotal moment in their life. When Jesus asked them, well, are you going to go as well? He would not have had to have asked the question if you had to turn around and seen them saying, well, don't worry about it, Jesus, we're with you 100%. That's not what was happening. He looked around and he could see that there was a bit of a puzzlement in their own eyes and are you going to leave me as well and so right at that moment at that very moment they had to be intentional about not just connecting with Jesus but connecting 
Some of you have already got it. <laughs> About connecting to Jesus. Fortunately, uh, Peter confirmed that they thought they should stay connected. <laughs> Who thinks that would have been a good idea? <laughs> Jesus was definitely testing the sincerity of their intentions. In other words, he wanted to know that they were intentionally connecting to him. And here's the thing. I don't think we're exempt today from Jesus questioning us like the disciples. You know, we can often say, well, you know, of course I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian and I'm, a, I, 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 I'm connected to Jesus. It's easy to use those words, isn't it? But everything that we speak about, if we really want to know whether it's right, we need, it needs to be tested. Everything's got to be tested before you can honestly say, no, no, that connection is sincere and intentional. And so I wouldn't be surprised as we continue on in our lives where there will be moments like the disciples that Jesus might actually have to just step back and look and you might feel him saying, how are you doing? What's your intentionality like in connecting to me? Because you see, just like the disciples, you can get used to watching what everyone else is doing. All these other disciples, all these other followers, they couldn't handle it, so they left. And it's okay when we're all traveling together and there's a huge number of us and we're all getting, come on, let's go, it's all great. And then all of a sudden there's a test comes. You look around and you think the very people that would be there with you, that there's no doubt they'll be, they'll be, they'll be there, they're intentional, they're in, they're, their intentionality is sincere. You look around and the next minute, where are they? Um, they're, sort of, they're sort of not there or they're not there as they used to be. <clears throat> And I think that's going on around us right now. And I'm not going to blame everything as we all are. You know, we can talk about COVID till the cows come home. But the reality is, during that period, a whole lot of people, and all of us included, we really need to have our intentionality of connecting to Jesus tested. And making sure that we could come back from a period like that saying, no, I only, I'm, I'm even more, I've come back stronger my heart is more intentional about connecting to Jesus, not just connecting with him, than it ever has been. How about yours? In 2021, we talked about being intentionally inclusive. And in 2022, we talked about being intentionally collective. And so this year, when we're looking to the future, I want to talk very much about our intentionality and being intentionally connected to Jesus. Was that me? Maybe. Um, or was that the Holy Spirit? Boom. Um, hopefully that was an affirmation. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, we need to be intentionally connected to Jesus. Not just connecting with him, but connected to him. Uh, we can so easily get persuaded by the crowd. We've just been talking about it. But when you're intentionally corrected to Jesus, you don't care what others are doing. And see, this is the point. Being intentional really comes back to very much you. It, it, it can't be what anyone else is doing. Your intentionality comes back to you and Jesus. And so quite regularly, I would encourage you to ask, how are you and Jesus going? Not, not about anything else. It's, it's, it all comes back to it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It doesn't matter. It matters what you're doing. What, what's Brendan doing? 
How is Brendan going in connecting to Jesus? Is, it, is his connecting to Jesus better today than it was yesterday? You're determined, you're deliberate, and your desire and willingness is not just to connect with him, but to connect to him more and more and more. Paul, I reckon Paul felt exactly the same way and, and was so connected to Jesus that he put it this way in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with... This is, this is feeling like how connected do you think Paul was when he said these words? I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Listen to this, listen to this. Who loved me and gave his life for me. Oh, I would encourage you. Memorize this verse. Meditate on this verse. Make it your own as if you penned it for yourself. It changed my life. You show me your friends and I'll show you future. This is the thing that Paul, this is what Paul's talking about and that's what happened to me. And I pray it's your testimony. And that it didn't just happen back then, you know, 40 years ago, 10 years ago, but it actually gets more stronger and stronger. Every single day I'm alive, I'm more, more and more connected to Jesus and more and more I get it. I'm no longer, it's no longer me that's living, but Christ that's living in me. Yeah. All of us, right? Every single day. More and more, I feel so connected to him. And you'll know, you'll know it because more and more you'll, you'll start to live your life like Paul's saying, I, I get it. This life I'm now living is not for me. It's for him. And I now live it. Listen to the, what he says now. I live it by faith. By faith I live it in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me and mercy paid the price and then mercy called me and mercy rewrote my life and my life no longer belongs to me I am so connected to him that my entire being is all about Jesus what else do you want to do with my life I believe today that Jesus is gently challenging gently because the way I find the Holy Spirit works he does it in a way where you never ever feel like, you know, he's having a go at you, but he just gently keeps gen challenging all of us to live out of the same intentionality that Paul had. And I pray today that when you look for your future, want to look to your future? I believe your future will come back to what's the intentionality? What's your intentionality in how well, you're connected to Jesus. And secondly, uh, I believe that once you have determined with just complete sincerity, very deliberate, I am connecting to Jesus. I'm not just connecting with him, but I'm connecting to him. It's my life. It's what I do. It's, it's why I'm on this planet if you do that, as I have understood it in my own life, then we will be intentionally connected together as one body. Yeah. See, here's the thing. You come to Jesus, and he's that person that changes everything in your life. You show me your friends, I'll show you future. He changes everything. But I want to tell you, 
You want to continue to see how your future will look? Well, have a look at how well you're connecting to his body, the church. What's that look like? In John 17, Jesus says this, And the glory which you gave me, he's praying and he's speaking to his father, And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may, them, he's talking about us, that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them and you and me, that they may be perf- made perfect in one. Now I have put in brackets body because that is the inference. But he's talking about once people get to know me, then the idea is that we come together and we collectively gather together and as we do that as one, we become what's known as the church or in the scriptures, his body. You see, honestly people, uh, the world, he says that when we do that, The world will marvel at our oneness of connectedness by faith in Christ. That's what he says by this, and that the world may know that you have sent me. You know, the world looks at the church and it starts to think: Is the the church does the the church really has as many problems that we have? In fact, I don't even know if they can do it any better. And honestly, why would you be part of that? But when we gather together because of our oneness in Jesus Christ and we are so intentional about how we're connecting to him, hear me, how we're connecting to him, then when we come together and connect as one body, the Bible says we will be perfected as one. And it goes like this. So we bring all of our imperfections. We're not going to be perfected on this earth, although positionally in Christ we already are. But the fact of the matter is we will experience this more and more this idea of perfection when we are able to work together as one body. Are you with me? You actually, Jesus is saying you actually get to understand what it is to be perfected when you can actually gather together and bring all of your own imperfections. So so what's the surprise about coming to church and finding that we're not perfect here? (laughs) Because he says, bring all of your imperfections, but when you bring all your imperfections together and you learn to work together as one, then your imperfections will be made perfect if you can do it together as one. You can't do it on your own. You just can't do it on your own. And so he says, when when the world sees how you're able to bring all your imperfections and all your stuff and all your faults, but you still can come together and gather in one accord and in that one connectedness by faith in Jesus Christ, and it, and it, and it holds you together, no, that's a miracle. <laughs> it really is. That we do not let our imperfections get between us. Who's with me? When the body of Christ will not let their imperfections come between them, and they continually work together, they will be perfected together as one. Paul says it this way in Ephesians 4. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will come to we will grow to become in every respect the mature, the mature body. Other other translations of that word mature means perfected. The mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. In other words, to be intentionally connected to Jesus means to be intentionally connected together. together in his body, the church. Otherwise, people hear this, otherwise we're connecting to a head without a body. That's gross. Think about it. 
Well, I'm connected to Jesus, but I don't want to connect to the church. Church is a, you want to get, why would you go to church? Man, people, I've had that journey. Margaret and I have had this journey. And the reality is, it's just not in the scripture. You want to be perfect. We all want to be perfected together as one. We want to see how, how that works. Well, the reality is we need to be prepared, not just be connected to the head, but we need to also be connected to the and we need to be intentional. You'll be tested on it. I'm being tested on it. Why would you want to get up and go to church? I mean, seriously, and put up with all that imperfect people. Because you're not perfect. And the only way you're going to get per anywhere near close to it is by allowing the other imperfect people to be together with your imperfections and together you might be able to experience perfection. So let's be intentional about connecting together as one body. But if we are then intentional about connecting together with Jesus, then immediately connected to his body, so we're intentionally connecting together as one, as one body, we also need to be intentionally connected to, an, to one another individually. You see, it's not, it, you can't just come along to the body to the church. All right, okay, Brennan, I get it. I want to connect to Jesus. And if I'm intentional about it, connecting to Jesus, that means I've got to get intentional about it, connecting to the church. Yes, okay, I might like it, but I get it, what you're saying. I see it in the scriptures. So I'm going to be, put a big effort to be intentional in connecting to the body and gathering together with all the other imperfect people. And I get that. But, you get exp but, but, but having done that, I just want to come in and then get out as quickly as I can. Because I don't want to be connected to any other individual. No, I don't want to do that. They might actually get to know a few of my faults. People, I'm speaking out of my own testimony. Margaret, well, look, if you, if you, we haven't got time, but this is a, I've, I've done this. I've said, no, I'm not going to church anymore. It's, it takes me away from This is going back years. Jesus got a hold of my life and said, mate, you want to connect to me, you need to connect to my body. And then when you need to connect to my body, you need to start making sure you're connecting to other people within the body. Because the Bible teaches us clearly that we are all connected to do and play our parts. So we've got to in be intentionally connected to one another. You show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Look at this. How are you connecting to Jesus? How are you connecting to his body? And how are you connecting to one another in the body? Here's your future. This is your future. I don't connect anybody in the church. Well, I can tell you what your future's going to look like. Pretty boring. You're not going to get anywhere near close to the way you'd want to live your life for Jesus if you're going to be isolated within the church. You still love me? Just the front row. Oh. John 15 puts it this way. This is Jesus again. My commandment is this. Oh, goodness me, Jesus. I wish you didn't put this here. My commandment is this. Love one another as I have loved you. Do you know, in this church, in the civic church, we know, how many commandments are there? No, not ten. No, not two. One. Jesus, look, this is how it went. Ten, Old Testament, Old Covenant, right? 
Jesus is still walking around with his disciples under the old covenant, hasn't gone to the cross yet. They ask him, tell me all about these, uh, uh, you know, the commandments. He says, look, I'm going to make it easy for you. I'm not even going to go to the whole ten. I'm going to break it down to just two. And, and if you know a little bit about it, the first five are in the, in the first one of the two that he said, and the last five of the ten are in the, is in the last one, right? So they go, oh, so we've, you've broken it down from ten to two. He said, yep, that's what I've done. Now listen to this. What he's saying in, but when I die, I establish a new covenant. And in that new covenant, listen to me, there's only one commandment, people. How many commandments? Under the, under the covenant of grace, one commandment. Love each other as I have loved you. As I have loved you. See, uh, unless you are connect, intently connecting to Jesus... And unless that love, that unconditional love that you know you get from Jesus is actually permeating your being and then you're able to come and be part of his body, there's no way in the world you're going to be able to connect with one another individually and love each other as Jesus sacrificially and unconditionally loved us. That's the whole point. Oh, well, I only want to love people I like. Well, that's so easy. You know, I, I can love that one, I can love that one, but I can't love it, I can't love it, I can't love it, I can't love it. What? Jesus said, as I loved you. What he's saying is, learn to love the people you don't like. In the church. Ah, I go to church, too many people there, I don't like them. Exactly. Love each other as I have loved you. Look this, look, keep going. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life. Laying down. This is he's the, one commandment. One. Can you lay your life down like I did for you, for others and everyone that's in your world? Can you do that for me? If you do that, then you are showing me how you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and how you love one another as you loved yourself. It's all in one commandment. But he says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life. So if we're going to love like Jesus, yes, we're going to have to do it sacrificially. It's going to be unconditional, and it means I've got to lay down my life. Paul put it this way. It's no longer I that. It's no longer I that live. Just learning to love those people in your world that you don't like is actually saying, Jesus, I am letting you be you and me. To lay down one's life for one's friends. See, he's gone straight for love each other to friends. So here's the thing. We need to be intentionally connected to one another. And as we do that, then we should find true friendships within the body. If you, if you can come along to a, a church... And be part of that church, as we've just been saying, Jesus would say, well, you're connecting to me, you've got to connect to my body, and you need to be able to connect to one another. Then he's saying, what you're going to do is you'll find there are true friendships in there, and if you show me your friends, I'll show you a future. Because he was all about saying, you can't do this life on your own. You can't. When we are intentionally connecting to one another, we're not just being relational, we are developing true friendships. See, we can come along to the body and we can worship together and we can even go out and have a coffee and stand in the foyer and so forth and we can be relational. 
But we walk out and we haven't actually intentionally connected to any other person in the body. And Jesus says, well, if you do that, that's going to be very lonely because I want you to develop friends. Now, he's not saying we've got to be friends with everybody. Oh, gee, Brennan, how's that? I can't do that. Well, he didn't say we've got to be friends with everybody. And we, very, and we very much need to be intentional about our friendships. And so, obviously, within the body, we're here to love one another as Christ loved us. It's going to be sacrificial. It's going to be unconditional. It's going to be loving people that I didn't necessarily like. But I've got to tell you, over the years, I have had some of the most beautiful, true friendships with people that I initially didn't like to start with. And they just made me the best me. Very quiet. They made me the best me. Was so good. Proverbs 27, 6. Mind you, I'm being very clear about that. You don't, I'm not just saying be, you walk around making friends of everybody. Pastor Brendan said we've got to be friends with everybody. I did not say you've got to be friends. I just said, just within the body, there ought to be those that you will be able to find will help you be the best you you can be and they'll be true friends. True friends. Listen to what a true friend is in Proverbs chapter 27, 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. What? That's right. A true friend may have to tell you things that might hurt you. As in hurt as in you may not want to hear. They're not there to hurt you, but they're going to be prepared to help you when others wouldn't say that, but they'll tell it to you in a way that you can receive it. Proverbs 27, uh, 27 9 says, Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. So they're there to counsel. They're there, they're not, they're there for you to ask, well, what do you think? And, and, and to do a journey with. 27, 16, 27 17, iron sharpens iron, so a man's, a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Scripture tells us that true friends will toughen us up, cheer, cheer us up, and sharpen us up. Need to grab those scriptures, people. I've lived my life by those scriptures. They're the friends I look for. I look for friends that will toughen me up, cheer me up, and sharpen me up. By the way, I don't look for people who are going to get around my life and start saying, that's right, Brendan, that's right, you're right, they're all wrong. You should, yeah, we should get offended together. No, 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 we're not looking for other people to, to get into our pity parties and help us with getting, and, and they're going to get offended with me. That's not what the Bible says is a true friend. Finally, I think we need to be intentionally connected. If we're intentionally connected to Jesus and intentionally connected to the body and intentionally connecting one another, I believe he will want us to be intentionally connected to the world. What? You mean to say that after you've been talking about getting together, and then what are we supposed to do? That's right. Get out into the world. Don't become isolated. Insular. We need to be intentionally connected to the world. Jesus says in Matthew 11, 19, the Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say he is a glutton and a drunken, a friend of tax collectors and a sinners. Jesus was so intentional about being connected to the world that they mistook him to be of the world but not in the world as the Son of God. And so like Jesus, like Jesus, listen to me, like Jesus, we need to be connected to the world but not be of the world. We need to be in the world 
And we need to be intentionally connecting, but we need not to be of the world. Don't let the world influence you. You influence the world around you. Matthew 5.16, in the same way, let your, good deeds be, uh, sh- uh, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. All means not just the people in the church. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see outside the church so that everyone outside the church will praise your heavenly Father. You know, if, when people come around your life and they say, I don't know what it is about you. I've known you for years and I'm, I know you're faith and all that sort of stuff but all I know is this whatever I don't know it must be to do with that God I don't know I don't believe in it but I can see how it's changed your life I love what Paul says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself but now we are the ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us we implore you on Christ's behalf be reconciled to God people we've got a job to do we've got a job to do We just can't rock up here to church and do all the things we've been talking about and then say, well, that's done. We've ticked that off. That's not right. You show me your friends and I'll show you your future. I've got to tell you, our future's out there in the world to connect out there and to be the people and the men and women of God that will shine and do very little talking but just shine for Jesus and make sure that, as Paul would say, God is pleading through us to them. Come on, be reconciled to Him. We need to be intentionally connecting to the world to do the work of Christ. We cannot do the work of Christ unless we're intentionally connecting to the world. And so here we go. This is the end. Here's the conclusion. And I believe it's in this order. I believe it's this order. Here's the future, people. Here's our future. Number one, intentionally connecting to Jesus intentionally every single day intentionally deliberately determined connecting to Jesus but then the minute I do that in this order I must be intentionally connecting determined deliberate to his body otherwise I'm trying to worship a head without a body but then if I'm deliberately and intentionally doing that then I would also be intentionally and deliberately connecting to one another and finding true friendships within the church. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And then once we've done those things, so here's the thing, we've got to be doing those things first. But once we've been doing those things first, then we need to be intentionally connecting to our world because we need to as well to do the work of Christ. We cannot do the work of Christ if we just stick here, in here. To do His work as friends in His body, we need to go out into the world. Who's with me? I believe that at Civic, our future is never going to be better. Our best future is ahead of us when we do all those things. Amen? Wonderful Father. Wonderful Father, wonderful Father. Your mercy, your mercy paid the price and your mercy called us and then your mercy rewrote our lives. And here we are today, Lord, your church. And we're not just the church, your body, although that is a powerful entity. But we're really a whole lot of friends 
who have joined together as one and brought of our imperfections and allowed others into our world that would help us be the best people we could be for you. And so, Father, we come to you as friends and then we come together knowing that you're our friend. And we believe, Father, that it's okay if they mistake us for being like the world, but at the end of the day, we know in our heart of hearts we are not of the world, but we are in the world to do the work of Christ. Father, we pray for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to help us in all of these things. And every heart said, Amen and Amen. Thank you so very much, God. So richly bless you. I'm looking forward to 2023. How about you? Have a best rest of the day. Our team will take us out with one last song.